I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Second Take Podcast. Didn't you get my email explaining the situation? I'm Sebastian. We are Second Take Podcast and we're here to make you think about death and get sad and stuff. And today we are reviewing... Scott Pilgrim versus the world. You sound like that's a question, but that's what we're doing. Yes, it, it sure is. Uh, starring, and be ready for this, Michael Cera, Alison Pine, Mark Webber, Johnny Simmons, Ellen Wong, Kieran Culkin, Anna Kendrick, Aubrey Plaza, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Brie Larson, Saitya Baba, Chris Evans, Brandon Routh, May Whitman, Kaita Saitao, Shota Saita, and Jason Schwartzman. Written by Michael Bacall and Edgar Wright, based off the story by Brian Lee O'Malley and directed by Edgar Wright. And welcome back. So, bit of housekeeping. Alex is still dead, but also... Married. Not dead. He got married two days before you're hearing this. It was a very lovely ceremony. No one died. No one that I'm aware of died. There was cake. There was, oh, his cousin. uh, She did the wedding cake. She's not like a baker by trade or anything, but holy shit, she should be. It was amazing. Um, What what was it like? You have to describe it. I think it was vanilla or caramel. I was drunk, but it was really good. (laughs) Um, but it was like a proper tiered wedding cake. It looked incredible. Um, Alex's wife, uh, Jessie, uh, doesn't like cake. So oh, she also what? made her miniature. What? And neither does my wife, also mm. called Jess. It must be a thing. All of these people are wrong. Yes. So she made miniature wedding pies, which are about the size of a party pie oh, if you're in Australia. Right. And there were apple pies and they were also delicious. This was a diet killer night for me. Wait, so it wasn't just cake all pie. You had both, Seb. Uh, yeah. All right. Yep. Good. I, I had one. Good. Pie. I'm I, glad. I had one pie and one cake. One it was great. And there was tempting for more cake because my wife doesn't eat cake, which was served one. So I had her cake, and then I was like, "But do I have my cake?" And then I gave it to my friend Nick because he's a human garbage disposal um. to just eliminate. I was like, "I'm going to take the choice out of my hands." Hey, Nick, do you want some cake? Yes, he does. Of course, he wants some cake. He's a human garbage disposal. Did he not get his own cake? No, he had his own first. <laughs> After he finished, I literally just put my plate down on top of his and goes, I'm taking a shot here that you want this. He's like, yes, I do. Um, no, the ceremony was absolutely uh, beautiful. Alex was very emotional. We can make fun of him in person later. Oh, and we will. Yes. Emotions are the funniest thing. Um, have I told stories from the from the stag night? From the from the bucks night or whatever uh, you want to call it? I don't think so. I'm not- Are we- I, what what are these stories? I'm not should, sh- should should I clear them first before they go on air? I'm going to tell. I, I think we should. I'm going to start with a bit of an anecdote. I think that might be the nice way of leading in because I figured this might be a fairly short review from us. Sure. A, there's two of us. B, I mean, 
it's just going to be me gushing for half an hour. Oh, it's true. I do hate this show. So we went to a uh, – there's a place called Zero Latency. Now, it's just outside of Brisbane City, I think, from here. Honestly, I was also drunk for the box night. So it was, it was about, you know, 20 minutes from the CBD. And what it is is a, um, a cooperative team virtual reality system. So everyone gets given backpacks full rigged up with a virtual reality headset on. And you get given a virtual reality, a gun that you hold. And you walk Sounds in. safe. It was quite safe. You walk in, they bring you into this thing. It's practically just an empty warehouse. And on the floor, uh, it's like a. You guys know the. Um, the is it the Imagine Imaginarium? From, from um, Community, there's that room that our bed and Troy have. Oh, yeah. That, the Imaginarium. The Imaginarium, yeah. It's like that. You walk in and there's just like a line graph all over the floor. So you go in, it loads up, and we were. There was eight of us, eight or nine of us playing. It's like a zombie shooter game. So you walk around, the system works so you can see avatars of your teammates so you don't walk into them, which when I'm drunk, I'll tell you what, I sure did. But, um, <laughs> and yeah, you're walking around and you're, quote, living through the first person shooter of a zombie outbreak. And it was really fun. Um, mm, sounds fun. It was, it was really enjoyable. And uh, a lot of restrictions, like you're not meant to be under the influence of alcohol and you've got to like take heedance of the uh, So of warning. course you said, look, this is a Bucks night. <laughs> so the guy's like, I'm aware. It's just, just everyone be sensible and I won't have to act like I know that you're drunk. <laughs> um, no, it was, it was lovely. But when we first got there, um, Alex, we got there. Alex had injured his back a couple of weeks um, earlier at work. Ugh, typical and Alex. Building up to his Bucks night, he kept asking, hey, I know you can't tell me what we're doing, but my back's in a lot of pain. Am I going to be okay? And this is like two weeks out. And I'm like, you know, I think so. You're fine. It's fine. We get to that night. It is not fine. You broke him. No, no, no. He was pre-broken. <laughs> like it was defective on the... If we had a receipt, we could have returned him. But we, yeah. Um, and we get to the, the venue and he's starting to feel really nauseous because we were playing beer pong and we had a big old poker game beforehand and he just was not feeling it. So... I said, maybe before we put you in an expensive set of gear, because by this time he knew where we were, before we you know, rig you up and saying that we can't afford to pay for when you cover and spew. And also, Ew. you know, and let's not compound you needing to throw up with your back pain and now needing to run around. Maybe just, you know, take a moment and find a gutter. And so he's off um, relieving his insides through uh, audio. <laughs> he's throwing up. People. What? This people are the worst. Yep. And I keep getting reminding, reminded that you are people. Well, so Alex is just, yeah, vomit, vomit station, which is great. And I'm just having a chat with one of his friends. So we go into the actual place. And it's really, it was a really good time, you know. He got around his, by, by then most more of the drinks had kicked in and he was starting to say like, the more I drink, the less my back hurts. It's amazing what modern- Oh, it's amazing what know, alcohol can it's, make you forget. Yep. <laughs> so uh, went through, had a great time. It was very restrictive with your movement. Like you're not like, you can't pull like combat roles or anything. Cause you're, like, you're literally, you're fully geared up. Like the, the VR set isn't just like one of those take home ones where it just covers your eyes. Like cause it has to send the message to where you are in the game yeah, to everyone else. Yeah. You've got like this weird- reverse unicorn horn situation going on. 
What, so it's stabbing into your head? <laughs> okay, reverse. No, not that kind of reverse. Like it goes, <laughs> it, instead of going from the forehead outwards, it curves around pointing towards the back of your head, but from the front. Right. So it's like a, you know. So it's like a rhino horn. Except it's pointing like fully backwards. All right. Like it goes like past you, like a mohawk. Sure. But it starts, it starts where a horn would start. So yeah, you gotta be very restrictive of your movements. So we're going through, it's great. And um, then I start feeling a bit sick because- Oh no. Like I didn't drink as much as he did, but I'd been drinking since about 4 p.m. by this point. And we got to this place, our booking was at quarter past 10. So, you know, decent six plus hours of drinking. And VR, like this was, I think if we did this again, we might flip things around in different orders. Huh. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. It's not like it's not like you could know that alcohol would make you kind of queasy if you're running around for a while afterwards. No. Like it's not, that's not something that has been happening literally for as long as people have been drinking alcohol in the world. You're right. How was I to know? <laughs> so we come up to this um the boss fight in this zombie scenario. So some some turd is like, I love zombies, I've got the zombie virus, I'm in a helicopter, I'm going to kill you guys, and then I'm going to spread the zombie virus. That's right, I am. Now we're on the ground. He's in a helicopter. Yep. He could just as easily fly away and win. The second yep. he decides to leave, he's won. He decides to stick around and shoot us because he's yeah, you know, the boss fight. a bit. And I throw up in my mouth. No by the stage, because it is a little bit rough. Gross. Because as we're, fight, uh. we're fighting the zombies on the ground and having to track this helicopter, and it's a bit fast. So if I'm shooting zombies and then I go to look at where the helicopter was, it's completely like gone behind buildings at this point. And I've got to like do a couple of decent turns to find out where it is. So I had a lovely moment mid VR where I vomited in my mouth and then had the joy of having to swallow it. Why are you telling me and all of our listeners this? I'm just. Telling a fun story about Alex's stag How night. How is it fun? <laughs> I haven't got there yet, I guess. So yeah, that was that was the part of the story that I'm willing to tell. There's, <laughs> we we did have others other parts here, but I need Alex to give me the all clear signal because we went to a couple of um, venues afterwards, and that's not for me to tell. Couple of venues. Yep. Whatever venues. Oh, good. Okay, let's talk about movies. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. That was definitely worth it, right? No. But the, the, the ceremony was lovely. Um, couple, it was, well, as we're recording this, it was last night, but I guess it's coming out to be the day after. Um, happy to say, didn't throw up, not hungover, love my life. Except for that bit in your mouth. No, no, as in not last night. I didn't throw up last uh, night, yeah. Because it a really, I'm sure Alex will talk about that when he gets back from his couple of weeks off. So he might not be here next week, I don't think, actually. Oh, I, think, I know. I think he's away for like a week and a half or two weeks. So this is what we're going to call the five or six weeks of without Alex of fun, I guess. That's a thing. But yes. Scott Pilgrim, back on topic. The reason we're doing Scott Pilgrim. So when we're looking to go see Ready Player One, we had the date in which we were going to see it and we we're going to do the review after then we realized it wasn't released to the general public until a week after. So instead of being complete- oh, General public are so boring. Yes, and given how our review style, where we kind of break down a lot of the movie- You mean spoil it? Yes, we figured, fuck it, we'll just wait an extra week before we do that review. That way, yeah, we're not spoiling the entire film for people that haven't read the book. So 
Instead, we figured let's do another fun, you know, video game love movie in Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah. So do we start with babies? No, we start with production notes. Hey, Zane, do you have any production notes? Do you have really fakey? I don't. I have some. I was at a wedding notes. last night. I'm happy to be well, sitting on stage. It's like you only have one night to do research. It's not like we have a week between episodes. It's like I had a night. <laughs> uh, I don't have a lot. There's a whole bunch of like references and and like the Seinfeld bit that they had to get rights to, etc., etc., etc. It was technically an R rating until they bleeped out the word "fuck" that Envy says to Julie, um, because they used up their swear word quota when Scott Pilgrim calls Todd Ingram a cocky cock. That's so cute. Earlier in the film. <laughs> so that's, uh, you know, it's a wise, wise use of your quota. It is. That's incredible. Oh, they're so sensitive in America, aren't they? So sensitive. So well, sensitive. I do have a fact from memory. Is it that all of... Uh, Chris Evans's or Lucas Lee's stunt doubles or Chris Evans' stunt doubles? That wasn't it, but that's a fun one. <laughs> um, I believe from memory, Edgar Wright, because he's an English director, he specifically came over to America, I believe this is filmed in Canada actually, and wanted to film with an all-American or Canadian cast and didn't want any um, British actors in it. Yeah. And I believe the gentleman that played Matthew Patel Correct. is English, but he used an accent during his yeah, audition. To convince them that he wasn't. That sneaky bastard. Hope he gets punched into coins. Aw. Wait, kicked? Headbutted. Kicked, kicked. Punched. He was punched. Matthew was punched? The first one was punched. First of all, when they get turned into coins, do they die? I assume so. That's good. Just like no repercussions, just like going about killing people. In the book, when they die, they, they, they die. They don't come back or anything. Um, it's not coins for everyone. Uh, when Roxy's killed, she turns into tiny um, animals. Like in Sonic, when you win the levels like the original Sonic games, you free a bunch of like tiny rabbits and cats and dogs and stuff, well, forest animals anyway, from whatever machine they were trapped in. And I believe when she was killed from memory, she popped into tiny bunnies and stuff. Weird. Yeah. But either way, they never come back after being coined. So I, I'm going to say yes, they're dead. Good. Good. That's what you get. Good. Movie babies. I had Juno and Guardians of the Galaxy 1. All right. Strangely enough, Juno was on my list. Yeah, was it? Juno and Mortal Kombat. I was trying to think of a fighting movie. Like a, I mean, I love the first Mortal Kombat, but I was trying to think of like a good fighting movie where I'm really like that, that. That's literally just like yeah, scene to scene, different fights. The people that I'm really into, I couldn't think of any. I picked it because it's just kind of like okay, these two people are gonna fight now. Let's have a scene about it. Yeah. Whereas I went Guardians of the Galaxy because it was, while I love this movie, it doesn't really take as much time to hit the sad notes as it could. Actually, yeah. honestly, probably more Guardians Two may have been more fitting for it. You know what? I'm gonna remove Mortal Kombat from my list. I'm gonna put Pixels on there. <laughs> I haven't seen Pixels. Good, don't. I've heard terrible it's terrible. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. It's just bad. Yeah. I've All heard, of it. Yeah. All of it's bad. That's Adam Sandler and yep. Kevin James, right? Sure is. Yeah, it's bad. It's just bad. 
It's terrible. All right, do you have a tweet? Yeah. Tweetnopsis, a sipnops tweet? I sure do. What is it? You know what you have to do to get the girl of your dreams? Stalkily creeper. Mine's kind of on a similar <laughs> note. I mean, not, you'll see. Nothing's more romantic than killing seven people to be with your mate. Hashtag, where were the non-vegan police? Yeah. Yeah. Where were the non-vegan police? <laughs> Good question, right? All right. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Do you have any history with this film? Uh, I, I watched it. This is a loading question because I have a lot of history with this film. But you answer first. I watched it. That's well, my history. Do you see the cinemas or you watched it? Yeah, no, I watched it at the cinemas. Yeah. I watch most movies at the cinemas because I'm very rich. Wonderful. And powerful. <laughs> no, I'm rich in both money and time. So I just live at the cinemas. And culture because mm. of all the cinema. Yeah. yeah. Cinema. I have seen this film easily over 40 times. Don't, don't but see I have. it over 40 times. I've read the books because there's six books in the series. I've read them maybe three, four times through each. Um, it's, well, you've seen my tattoo as well. Like I was in I a have, big- I have seen your tattoo. This is funnily enough, like one of the only sessions I've been at where I'm wearing sleeves to record. It's but, true. Um, I took a deep dive into this when it came out and I still love it. It's a it's a very fun time for me. But this is one of those unusual ones. You know, like when people are like, I love football. And you know, safe bet, maybe 60 to 70% of the population is probably going to agree with you that I like sports as well. Yeah, like it's a safe, big, you know, as I know you don't like sports, but you're not, there's two of us here. We're going to get 50-50 anyway. But, you know, there's like a safe thing that you can like, that you know, like most people are going to enjoy. Sure. This film, I'm like, I really love it, but I can understand and see why a lot of people would not love it. Really? Because it's so energetically bright and in your face. And I can see like, honestly, this movie is pitched at, well, this series is pitched at people between maybe the age of, I'd say safely 20 and maybe late 30s. It's like a sweet spot of people that have played the right games, seen the right things, and maybe can also enjoy the pace of the film as much. Like if I were to show this film to my- I would take that a bit younger. I think teenagers would enjoy it as well. Because yeah. retro stuff is like the, all the old video games, like they, they were all popular a few years before this movie That's was true, released. Yeah. But there's a definite like slice. Like I couldn't show this film to my- 90-year-old grandfather and have him enjoy it in any way to how I would. In fact, he would just be confused and hate it. <laughs> but I'm bringing, you know, he also barely speaks English. So that's another problem. <laughs> yes, this movie was not made for your grandfather. No, it definitely was not, no. I agree. But in time I could show it to my father who's early 50s and I think he would tolerate it, but I don't think it would, it would resonate with him at all. I just think like the pacing of this film, it's so, it, it's a bit quick. Like obviously we know oh, Edgar Wright style. typical Edgar Wright yeah. pacing. Um, and I think the movie itself isn't exclusive to the fans of the games. I have played maybe three of the games that they reference mm. in, the, in the movie. I don't, I get maybe 50% of the references. It's a fine movie. It's funny 
outside of the reference. Humor oh, cool. And yeah. the, the reference humour is there if you want it and I think that's the way reference humour should be done. I mean more so like – so the, the basic premise is, you know, Scott has to fight these seven people and the film – you know, starts off a bit fun, funny, and then jumps into ridiculous fight scenes. When we where every time we get it, I mean, there's kind of like that moment where the film just snaps into a different film when Matthew Patel blasts through the the yeah. roof and attacks him. And that's the moment I'm gonna say a lot of the audience will either love it or be completely lost to this film. Well, it, I, I read that Edgar Wright approached it like a musical, except mm. instead of bursting into song, they burst into fight scenes. So. You had your opening with the Bollywood, which was almost a musical because he was singing and dancing. Yep. Um, so yeah, but that's yeah, that's for me like the moment where I'm like, I love this. This is fantastic. I've never at the time I've never seen a movie that was just so, I guess, like daring with its visuals. Like I mean, I know other films have done great things, but this film is just so unapologetically geeky in the way that it came about at all. But also. That's the the source material. Yeah, exactly. But I'm saying as yeah. a film, it was like, wow, this is so different to anything else I'd seen up until this point. Like the one film that kind of I feel like was going for the same thing but massively failed was Sucker Punch. Going for those video game battle scene things. But the problem was you had Zack Snyder who makes everything look like shit. Yeah, well, you know. no, he doesn't make things look like shit. <laughs> the story is what lets them well, that down. Also true. Where the, this movie, I think, Sucker Punch was never meant. Was never a happy movie. Was never mm-hmm. a joyful movie. Was never a playful movie. This is all about kind of like weird people doing weird stuff and being quippy at each other. Yeah. Like they, this very entirely different movie. This is this is snap 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 funny 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 colorful yeah. comic book movie. Um, a better, like a not superhero comic book movie, just comic book movie. Mm. Um, and I think having all those references, it was kind of the, just the perfect movie for the time that it came out to capture the zeitgeist in the way that it did. Mm. And unfortunately this film didn't do so well at the box office. I don't have the numbers on me, but I, I, it wasn't really seen as a success. I don't believe it was a flop either. It was just like... You know, they spent, you know, 20 million on it, fake number, and they made 22 million on it, fake number. Like, uh, you made your money back, but this is not a success. Like, they also didn't spend much money uh, publicizing it. The, no. the, the studio did not have a lot of confidence in it, um, but it has, it has ha- gained a following. Oh, it definitely has yeah. an, uh, it's weird. I would say it has a cult following because of that, that, slice of society that could tolerate this film. Not being It has a cult following in the sense that pop culture is now nerd culture. Yes. So like Yeah. There are there are people who don't buy into nerd culture who wouldn't get this movie, but pretty much everyone who buys into nerd culture will get this movie. Yeah. Like when we me and my wife, we occasionally go to um like Oz Comic Con and Supernova and stuff. Um she often enjoys to go and cosplay, so I do as well. And Matthew Patel, the first Evil X, is my go-to outfit to wear because he's the foreign evil guy and I look foreign and, well, you know me. So I have that costume sitting You're in my... evil? Is that... I'm not, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say it. Other people can say what they want. Yeah, yeah. you're evil. 
Um, but I have his costume literally sitting in my cupboard uh, for every time. Fortunately, I had a lovely picture with Sylvester McCoy from sure. the original Doctor Who and um, The Hobbit. And I'm dressed like an evil Indian raccoon creature because yeah. of my... Why wouldn't you be? Yeah, I kind of regret that because it was a really nice photo of him. <laughs> and then I just look like a turd beside him. But it's fine. But yeah. Um, so I guess we're going to the actual film itself. It's very bright. It is very bright. It has a really nice energy to it as well. Like it's it's a really good pump up movie for me. Like it's if I want to like get my heart beating a little bit faster and I just want to have some fun, this is the kind of thing I'll watch. Not about laughter, but like the actual film will excite me. Yeah. You know? uh, if I want to have like oh yeah, you know, a laugh, I'll put on something like well, what's a comedy I like? Name a comedy I like, Zane. I've forgotten. Hot Fuzz. Yeah, good one. That's a funny movie. <laughs> yep, I know you better than you know you. Yep. Yeah, evil bastard. That's not true. Well, I mean, maybe it is, I can't say. <laughs> but what about you? Does this movie do anything for you or is it just kind no, of a flash it's the fun. It's fun. Uh, and I think if you if you buy into it, go along for the ride, it's fine. Like if you th- actually think about the story, it does get a little bit problematic um, in the, just the way that Ramona is kind of dealt with, mm. <laughs> um, both by Scott and her evil exes, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and what it says about nerd culture, I don't think this movie could be released now without being torn to shreds by the Me Too movement, that that whole thing. I mean, I know that you're just thinking about this now, but literally Ramona shows up, Scott sees her once, becomes obsessed, finds out where she works, orders a package specifically so she comes to his house. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Classic romance. Right? <laughs> and then her exes start showing up and it's just assumed that yes to... Well, it's to, not assumed. She says to him. Well, no, no, well, she says yeah. that, yeah, my exes are weird, so I guess if you want to be around me, you're going to have to fight them. Yep. Yep. That's what I mean. She, he doesn't think she, I have to do it. She tells uh, him. No, but yeah. I'm, I'm saying she's passive. Yeah. Yeah, she's not active. She only ever fights the girl. I'm like, all right, all right. In the books, she is a little bit more of a force to be reckoned with. Like yeah, she'll, sure. she does fight a couple of them with him. Um, it's funny, um, Ni- um, Knives Chow, her father, yeah. um, goes out in like a revenge quest after Scott breaking up with her and there's like a couple of fights between him and his... Okay, Brian Lee O'Malley is an Asian American, so he, yeah. I guess he's privileged enough in this way to take on the Asian stereotypes. <laughs> but his father literally comes after Scott with like a samurai sword. <laughs> like it's, um, but there's a couple of things like in the the book. Um, so Ramona has like in this movie has like a, a computer chip on her back of her neck that's yeah. controlling her. That's not part of the book. So this film came out before the sixth book was released. Yeah. So this movie, Edgar Wright had to just make up an ending. Yeah. And Brian O'Malley is like, he loves the ending of this film, but his film was um, Gideon Graves or The Seventh Man, whatever you want to call him, had been gathering up different women, like I think seven different women and like keeping them in these chambers and using, like there were his seven exes as well. Sure. And he was like feeding power out of them into himself to make himself some sort of super villain, a giant anime super villain. That's pretty much what it was. Yeah, why not? Yep. So in the end, Scott fights them along the side with Ramona in certain points. Like she's, she has that bag where she, you know, she pulls the mallet out of her bag in this movie. Yeah. Well, that bag is like an extra dimension and they go into this big nerdy fight thing. It's great. Nerdy fight thing. You know, read the book. It happens. But 
there they go into Scott actually having to also save them all from Gideon, not just win Ramona. So they kind of they yeah, change yeah. the stakes part way through. I, I, I understand. Yeah. That's that the book. In a very similar movie to this, I think, is Kick-Ass, which starts off in a very similar way with like a wish, wish fulfillment and like, oh, this is all awesome. But then it actually breaks it down and examines the reality of what they wanted and what they're going to do. Whereas Scott Pilgrim, it never does. It actually just pushes it further mm. and so it gets more fantastic and more ridiculous yep. rather than ever like going, oh, okay, what's happening now? Yeah. <laughs> How does this... You were just a guy living in your friend's apartment paying no rent. Like why are you now savior of, savior of the universe? Yep, like, who knows? What's, what's going on there? Like, um, yeah, and also the Scott character annoys me. But, really? Yeah. This is like my favorite Michael Sarah. this one. I don't. I, th- I don't. I, I don't think it matters that it's Michael Sarah or not. I'm actually quite a Michael Sarah fan. Mm. I think what he does, he does well. Um, but the Scott character is literally like he he is almost as passive as Ramon. He's just kind of like, all right, I guess. Well, if you want to fight, I guess we have to fight. And oh, I guess I'm good at fighting. Good. But honestly, like my- <laughs> so I am just a prop for the story. <laughs> His passiveness might be the whole counterpoint to instead of him, you mentioned like the Me Too movement, like, you know, I'm going to kill these people to claim my woman sort of thing. His passiveness might be countering that because if he was someone that was overly aggressive or forceful, then he would seem like he is extra. My point wasn't about Scott's relationship with Ramona. It's about the movie's relationship with Ramona Mm. and how it, it treats her as this focal point of like it really as this object to to be won or lost with no real like she's here and as soon as as soon as the movie is kind of focusing on her she wants to get away from it but the movie doesn't let her yep. and it's really really weird watching it now with that kind of thought in your head which I did mm. I watched it with that thought in my head. And I was like, oh, yeah, all right. It's not, it's not openly problematic because, yes, she does choose and, yes, she is there as well. But it's like the weird male-female thing that's going on through this whole movie is just weird. And that's, that's the only real bad thing I can say about yeah. it. But for me, it's, you know, at the end of most bloody old oh, Hugh Grant romantic comedies, you know, Yep, I, I, I see the girl, I lose the I'm with the girl, I lose the girl, it's the last 20 minutes, I need to win back the girl. That mentality of winning back the girl and they like, do like that ridiculously crazy shit to like prove themselves. That's what this movie is for, you know, two hours. Yeah. That 20 minutes extended out. Yeah. So, I and I can That's see- That's also problematic. Yeah, I, was like, I can see how that could be overwhelming people. I think it's cute in this case because- I mean, her life's being dictated by these people and she's choosing not to actually stop it herself. Someone is. That's cute. Cute. Well, it is. As opposed to, um, as opposed to if Scott's like, no, I'm not interested in this. Also, poor Knives. Her. Oh, I wouldn't have dated Knives for that long. That's the point. No one would have dated Knives that long. Scott wouldn't have dated Knives if he didn't want a girlfriend that demanded literally nothing of him. Mm. (laughs) It's like, all right, so we're just going to state that and just not examine it any further? Yep. 
Yeah. Good. We're going to call him a dick yeah. and then he's not going to change. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. <laughs> he changes in like the last bit of the comic, the, the series, but like it's very... Yeah. They, they, the Scott character is a perpetual child here in this movie and in the source material. Um, there's a backstory about how in the past he's had to fight off someone to be with one of his girlfriends at the time. So like in the, in the book series there is a history of having to literally conquer someone's ex or another figure in order to prove themselves to a partner. And there was like this this guy like grew to like huge size and Scott had to like fly around and kill him in the book. It was, it was cute. But so let's know. talk about the good actors. Kieran Culkin. Kieran Culkin. Alison Brie. Alison Pill. Oh, sorry. What's the other one? Brie Aubrey Larson. Plaza. Brie Larson's the other one. I would say <laughs> Alison... Alison Breeze from Bloody Community, right? Correct. Yeah, Brie Larson and Alison Pill. Yeah, Plaza's fine too. Anna Kendrick's fun. Yep. I like the guy that plays Stephen Stills. Um, Mark Webber. Yeah, pretty much everyone except the two leads. Real fun characters. Mm-hmm. Good actors. Chris Evans was lovely. Yeah. The, the, actually, most of the evil exes were great. Yeah, except for maybe the Katty Nagy twins are... Well, they're in one really, scene and they aren't. Them. Yeah, so that's. But uh, that's fine, I guess. Like, well, I mean, like we get a cool, different fight scene with like the monster battle and stuff. So at least they changed up visually for theirs. So at least the scene was interesting. But in the um, once again in the book, a lot more expanded. It's cheating on each other. Sorry, cheating on Ramona. Ramona cheating on each of them with each other and stuff and then, yeah, it's a whole thing. It's like they have a good little subplot with each other, but yeah, in this it's, did you date them at the same time? I don't know, monster battle. Like it's really quickly wooden. But monster Kieran, battle. But I wish I could solve all my problems that way. Yeah. Kieran Culkin though is my absolute favourite in this film. Yeah, well. He's so sassy. Well, that's the thing. He's the audience. He calls out the people and the ridiculousness. No one ever pays any attention to him. Doesn't make any difference to the movie, but, you know. Oh, I will say in the book, they do kind of explain, like, Scott's power and stuff. And it's through Kieran, well, um, through Wallace Wells. He dates a guy called Mobile, who's a guy that can, like, harness his own key. And he teaches Scott some stuff towards the middle half of the series to make him stronger because the exes are just getting worse and worse. So as opposed to in this film where it's just sure. like, just deal with it. Like in the book, they're like, oh, look, he trained. But yeah, once I again, mean, once again, this movie is just like, yep. That's the thing. The movie, the movie is fine. The movie is entertaining. I'm not picking on it. Oh, I know you're not. I'm just saying like, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, for the record, they do touch it in the book. This movie just was not interested in that story, I guess. Yeah. But And I guess this mythology, it just doesn't, it doesn't explain itself, but it is kind of internally, uh, Internally sensible, so mm. it, it does. He doesn't really need to be explained, um, but it does kind of it, it, it dips out on on actual character and character development in for um, the sake of plot and and uh, I guess what does set pieces. Okay, who is your favorite evil ex and your favorite evil ex fight scene if they're different? Um, no, it'd have to be May. What was her? I cannot remember the name. May Whitman? She yeah. Roxy. Yes, yeah. Because I think that's where they actually talked about the issues that happened. Yeah. Um, I hated Gideon. Like that was just, uh, it was 
worthless use of dialogue. Like, yeah. Whenever he was on screen, Schwartzman. I mean, he played an asshole very well, though. Yeah. Like his mannerisms were fantastic. Chris Evans was also entertaining. Chris Evans and Brandon Routh are my two yeah. favorites. Like it's a any given day. Like I love the style, of the fight against Brandon Routh, but I liked the um. Chris Evans' character was great. Like Chris he, Evans' character was, and, and and the whole that scene was entertaining. Uh, you know why I love that scene? Why? So when he's fighting off all the stunt doubles, um, the song that Edgar Wright got composed for that is like a remix version of when the Warriors are fighting the Baseball Furies. Oh, good. Because they all look identical, and because Edgar Wright, because he's a good filmmaker, loves the Warriors. And I can say it's a good point. Fuck you both. I mean, Alex, I'm looking at an empty chair here, but yeah. Good. I mean, Edgar Wright's also wrong. No, it's not, not that's, not, right. that's not true. Have you seen Baby Driver? Have you seen his name? Edgar Wright. Am I right? Yeah, and he's even spelled that incorrectly. It's right like with a hand? No, it's that's, not. No, I'm joking. Because <laughs> it's like it's writing. <laughs> it's like in between. It's right as in like let's make a boat. Or like the Wright brothers, I assume. No. How are they spelled? Again. Incorrect. How are the Wright brothers right, spelled? What are we doing? No, I think I'm right. How are the Wright brothers spelled? It's, I have no idea. I think it's the same way. I'm just saying no. I think you're wrong. Okay. I think so. Oh, I'm not convinced. Um, but yeah, the I love the stunt double fight scene, but also like the the little base battle between Scott and um, Todd. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I like that all the fight scenes weren't just you know Mortal Kombat. Punch them up, sort of oh, thing. Yeah. Oh, very interesting. I never accused it of being that. Oh no, 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 I'm just saying, like, it's a good point of the film that they are all yeah. different. Right, do you want to talk about the stuff you didn't like? I have. Wonderful. Are the, we... that, you remember that whole time where you were like, uh, you know, it might be problematic, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> that whole bit. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Oh. Yeah. Wonderful. I mean, it, Edgar Wright makes a, very, a solid movie. He knows how to tell great story. He knows how to make great use of visual effects and quippy lines. The movie itself is fine. It's a good movie. It's very fun. You know, like just looking back, like so many movies that have been released in the last 50 years, it is a little problematic when you look at it in what it's actually saying about the treatment of women. <laughs> Making some good radio here. It's a recommend from me. Are we up to that, are we? We are. No, oh, wonderful. Oh, I, I'm going to go on a big speech about mine. You, you say it's recommend. I've done it. That's um, I, I, I said Edgar makes a good movie. Yeah, it is a really well-made movie. It's really fun. It's funny when it needs to be. The action's really interestingly shot because, of course, it is. It's Edgar Wright, and it's honestly just a pity it didn't do the crazy well when it was out there because it's. I think that it'd be interesting to see more films taking such a crazy approach like this where this kind of sent the signal, oh, okay, we should probably not take as many chances with these sort of properties. Like this film like this film is never getting a sequel, I'll put it that way. Like it's a one and done, this is the story. But it's just an absolute tragedy that it didn't do more well. So, you know, we could see more things like it. But this is easy, a high recommend for me. I think we'll, I think we have seen and we will continue to see more things What do you think we've seen like since, it? like like this? Because I want to watch them if you've seen them. <laughs> well, I think, uh, well, I don't know, was Kick-Ass before or after this? I think it was before, but I've seen, I don't like Kick-Ass. I think they're definitely either referenced, Referenced in each other. No, they said they were the same year. Oh, were they? Kick-Ass was 2010 and this was 2010. I'm not a fan of the Kick-Ass series. 
But they, I, I don't like the type of violence they use. Sure. Yeah, I just, yeah, not my aesthetic. But that's fine. <laughs> you want like you like coins? I like coins, no blood. Coins and bunny rabbits. Gross. I I guess I'm pitching a. I, oh, what was I guess I'll go prequel spinoff prequel or something? Oh, spinoff. Okay. Yep. Hit me with. Has two. to be on the moon. That's easy. Oh, actually, it can't be. It's been destroyed. No, it's only got two holes in it. Oh, in the book it was destroyed. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> well, no. now you can talk about how it's destroyed. No, he still blows up the moon, doesn't he? No, he punches a hole in the moon for Ramona and then he punches another hole in the moon for whatever a face is called. Oh, that's right. Uh, okay, so it's on the moon and? Because Alex normally gives me one. And talking dog. There you go. Why do we always do talking dog? Talking cat. No, it's fine. Like, Too I'll, late. I'll do it. It's a cat. It probably suits better anyway. This is going to be the Wallace Wells spinoff. God, I love Wallace. Oh, no. So him and his partner, oh, he, was, he was dating other Scott in this movie, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I hate other Scott. <laughs> no, other Scott's really funny. We'll just fix it. Okay, so everything happened in this movie is... Done skis. Done. Oh, set on the moon. It's very character restrictive. It's fine. I got this. So Wallace has moved to the moon because of he course. is so sick of Scott's just overall ambivalence with the world. Who isn't? Um, me. I think it's charming. I am. I don't know. Well, you can be on the moon too. Finally. It's turned into fan fiction now. Is it all just all gay all the time? Well, currently with the two gay characters on the moon, technically yes, but I'm free. He has a partner. Other Scott? Yeah. Does he though? He does. He does have other Scott. What would they be doing on the moon, Zane? What have you done to me? (laughs) This is so difficult. You're off the moon. No, you do do it on the moon. No, you're off the moon, I'm saying. Oh, all right. What could they do on the moon? It's bound to happen anyway. Yeah, what could they possibly do on the moon? What have you done? You can do anything on the moon. Is there a city on the moon? It's a comic book. Yeah, but how are they breathing? This is a bubble. There you go. They're in a bubble or the moon's in a bubble? Both. So why are there two bubbles? Because their bubble, they like it to smell nice. Why don't you just do that in the big bubble? Because that takes a lot of smell. That seems practical. I mean, if you've got the bubble around the moon, you can do anything, right? Like technology has peaked. I don't know. Can you, Seb, who's making this up? I'm just saying there's a lot of problems like logistically with this. Yeah, I know. Okay, so it's not starring Wallace. It's a spin-off prequel Aww. starring Gideon. Oh, So Gideon, after his big breakup with Ramona, abandoned himself onto the moon. He went there to, you know, pensively think about what he's, you know, where is his life going? What can he do? He's a creator. You know, he's a musician. What's he going to do? with himself. What's the next big thing that Gideon will do? Um, and he's awoken from a slumber by Todd Ingram punching a hole in the moon for Henry Adams. And uh, with all the destruction that he saw and you know, being woken, he was quite shaken by this and fearful about what he could do with his life. And you know, he, he thought he was going to die when the moon was almost destroyed when he was on it, you know? 
and that made him reconsider the decisions he has made up until that point. You know, near, like a near-death experience, people like think back and they go to, they try to, you know, fix the errors in their life. Sure. So he returns to Earth with the aim of getting Ramona back. Oh, no. This is a 10-minute film. You happy? <laughs> it's a DVD extra. There you go. I did the Marvel thing. These are two characters from different parts. It's great. All right. Because this, this movie is kind of like the anti-Avengers. We miss them all getting together, but a team has been put together to stop one thing from happening. They're just a really bad team. Wow, well, I didn't think about that. Like Scott Pilgrim's kind of like the anti-Avengers. But also they didn't, don't fight as a team. They literally fight one on one. Yeah, but they do like them in the Avengers because they're a bad team at first and then they get good. This team just never gets good. Like they just they stay a stagnant level of bad. Also, people just die, apparently. Yeah, which I think you'd love. Like, you want that in your Avengers, right? More death? Just death where it should be. <laughs> More death. Constant death. Iron Man's suit short circuits and he blows his head off. See, that's a pointless death. This is pointless death, I agree. Much like Havoc's death in Apocalypse. Sure. Pointless. I don't think I ever argued otherwise. It was very pointless, wasn't it? It was a horrible film. Anyway... So are we done? Are we We're done? done. That's it. So next week, Ready Player One. Yeah. Then the week after that, we're doing, I believe, unless the date's been changed, the new X-Men film. Ugh. Well, yeah, this and one. And then we've got Avengers, 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 Avengers. Oh, three of those. Avengers. And then Han Solo soon as well, which yep. I'm terrified of. It's summer in the USA. Yep. All the movies at once. But I've, you know... I'm optimistic about most of these films. Especially Solo. Most of them, not that one. I just, oh, it doesn't look great. But that's why I don't watch trailers. Rogue One looked great and that movie was a hunk of shit. So this could go the other way, the other way around. And this has um, Donald Glover in it. So he's nice and charming. Mm, he's losing me. What's he done to lose you? Childish Gambino stuff. You don't like he's, his music? No, he's getting weird. I haven't heard his new He's like comparing himself to Jesus and yeah, it's just weird. It's getting weird. Maybe he's doing the Arbed thing from Community where he's like pretends to be Jesus. No, you don't. He's not. (laughs) Maybe he should do that. (laughs) All right, well, yeah. um, I don't know when Alex will be back. Probably never. Yeah. That's what happens to married people. I mean, I'm married though and I'm here. Oh, no, I had that annulled. Oh. Well, that's probably fine. You're living in sin. Don't tell your grandmother. Yeah, I know she'll hit me. Goodbye, everyone. Okay, thank you for listening, everyone. So if you want to get in contact with us, there are a number of ways to do it. You can go to our website, which is secondtakepodcast.com. Or you can email us because we have one of those things. We are secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And always we've got Facebook, you know, Facebook slash secondtake. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, Yeah, sure, that one. Or Second Take Podcast, you you find it. Yeah. And Twitter, at Second Take TNC. Or we we have an Instagram, funnily enough. Sometimes we post video. No, well, actually, we have no videos. No videos of pictures, yet. though, that are funny. There, there was a quite a smart tweed jacket on there the other day. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, I got bored. Um, <laughs> really? Also, um, if you guys want to support the show, we also have a link to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash Second Take. Um, this is a, a, a big variety of ways that you guys can give to us. It starts as little as $1 per month, which is 12 bucks a year. And it's it's pretty, pretty low and pretty simple. But we've also got sort of a group goal going at the moment there. So once we hit our first target, which is collectively 
uh, fifty dollars a month, we're going to release uh, all of our reviews of the Monty Python film series. Ah, and then yes, idea is ongoing from there. For every little milestone we hit, we're going to do extra series for everyone. So sort of a so please go on and sponsor us so that we can review the Monty Pythons because I can't watch them until then. It's true. We're not it's, allowed to watch any yeah. movies unless we're reviewing them. <laughs> And yeah, if you want to have a listen to any of the other podcasts that any of us are on, um, go to that's not kind of productions.com, which is the mothership for all of the other po- all of our other podcasts. Yeah. yeah. In one of them, I'm a wizard. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I get to torture that wizard. It's even better. <sighs> and maybe just one day there'll be solo podcasts that we do. That solo you can find podcasts? There. Yeah. Where we just talk. At ourselves. Yeah. Yep. The good. best kind of Fun. podcast. No interruptions. Right? Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> none of, none of this over talking of each other. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to think fans will literally pause just to be like, that's that's not true. <laughs> that's not how that works. <laughs> just because it's you in the room by yourself, Seb, doesn't mean you're incorrect. Anyway, it's fine. Good. Good. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much for listening. And go do all the things on social media. Hooray. 